Yes, Lord, you have no rival. You have no equal. And when we are thinking clearly, when we are seeing, when our eyes have been opened, we worship you because that is to be in right relationship with you, Lord. We thank you for revealing yourself to us. We thank you for drawing close to us when we are far away. We thank you for opening our eyes, opening our ears to hear your voice, Lord. We ask that you would continue that this morning, that you would speak your words of life, that we would know you better at the end of this time together, that we would draw closer to you through our time together. We thank you for starting that already. We love you. We give you this time. Bring us close, Lord. Amen. All right. Thank you. Good to see you all. Um, so we opened up a little bit more space here, as you noticed. And I, I'm going to try tactic three on you, which is can you talk a little quietly, a little more quietly, so that you can draw closer. No. Is it working? No. So I was thinking if I, I spoke more quietly, that you would come closer so you could hear me. But in the weeks ahead, we don't want to rush anything. Feel free to come closer. I know we're, we got to spread out for COVID and stuff, but just want to invite you. The invitation's there. There's coffee over there as well. Just wanted to kind of get it out of the way. We're going to do communion this Sunday. So uh, if you're online or you're here and you need a communion thing, we're going to be doing that at the end just so that you are ready for that. I'm going to fast forward to after college. You know, when, when it was time to get my first, like, full-time uh, career-like job, so I, I moved uh, from Washington, which is up there, moved to the Bay Area, to Cupertino, to work in the tech industry because, you know, what did I know? It seemed interesting, right? 23-year-old, 22, 23-year-old, yeah. So I, I tried that. I, I landed here, and then shortly after coming to this area, I actually had two full-time jobs, full-time jobs. Job one was a 40-hour-a-week career job. Um, in tech PR, which, you know, PR people call strategic business communications. That's a PR-ish way of saying it. And that was a good job. I learned a lot, and um, it paid the bills. And uh, the second job, totally unexpected, really out of left field, um, was no pay, but really interesting. And, uh, you know, like, like impactful work. And my heart was really into it and it was really exciting and it, it grew me as a person it's still growing me as a person um, it, I actually did it when I was doing my other job sometimes on the other job and uh, but it actually made me a better worker at that other job made me a better person um, it's um, so what happened is I, I, I surprisingly became a Christian shortly after moving just before I got that PR job and right away, I was trying to tell people about Jesus, who he is and uh, what he's got for them. And hey, let's, let's follow him together because I was super excited about this thing. And then I found out that, you know, in this second job, I discovered that I was actually part of like this million person um, organization all over the world. It's got offices in all different countries. Um, and it was, it was a big, big thing, but it was also very close. Like this is, it felt like family. Um, it's where I met my best friends. It's where I met my wife. Um, and the boss is, is fantastic. Like he's actually a king and he's ageless. He's immortal. He's all powerful and he's good. 
and uh, he's got time for me, even though he runs this massive thing. And uh, wow. And you get to be part of that too. Like, like it's not, you can be part of this. And in fact, if you are a Christian already, you have a job with this organization. And we're going to look at that today. We're going to look at that job, that role that God calls us into when he calls us into his kingdom. This is part of our message series called Clarity. We're getting clarity on the big things, the big questions. And uh, I'm going to recap for you because each message is kind of building on each other. So a couple Sundays ago, we looked at the big question, who are you? Who are you? That's an important thing to know. What's your true identity under all the labels that have been put on you, all the roles that you have? Who are you? We looked at that a couple Sundays ago. And remember, here's, here's the recap. God has revealed through his word that you are either one thing or the other. You're, he can put you in one group or the other. You're either a sinner, and you can see this on the screen, or a saint. Okay, a sinner, one who's living in their sins still, still stuck in their sins. Maybe they don't even know it, but they're, they're living by, they're pursuing uh, sin, they're separated from God, or a saint, you know, which is a person who still struggles with sin, but has been made holy, set apart, set right with God through what Jesus has done for us. God has given us clarity about who we are. Either a sinner or a saint, saint or a righteous person, person who's been set right with God. You're either dead in your sins or alive in Christ. You're either separated from God and perishing. Wow. Or you're united with God and the eternal life of God's spirit is flowing in you. You're either an enemy of God or a child of God. You're either under wrath and condemned or you're, either, or you're redeemed by Christ and forgiven. One of these two categories. You're either lost or you've been found and saved by God. Now, who are you? Who are you? Sort that one out quick. Know it. And if you're unsure, if you're like, man, I don't know, and I might be in that category that I don't want to be, then talk to me this week. Make this a priority. Get that set. All right, then last Sunday, through his word, God then gave us clarity about where we are. You are somewhere. Yeah, you're in the park, but spiritually, you're, you're somewhere. And God has revealed that you're in either one of these two categories. You are either in the domain of darkness or the kingdom of Christ. So let's look at this domain of darkness. This is, this is not good. Um, if you're a sinner lost, separated from God, here's more bad news. But you've got to know it because um, God has good news for you. The bad news is you're bound up in a power structure called the domain of darkness. And it's as bad as it sounds, right? In this, this power structure is ruled by the evil one, that ancient serpent. Uh, people bound in this structure, uh, they, they're, they're worshiping and serving created things rather than the creator. And God has given them over to sin. He's, he's let them go. He's allowed them to run their way with that. Hopefully, here, I, I need help. God, help me. The people in this domain do not believe Jesus, don't believe his words, what he's said, what he's revealed about himself. Um, people in this domain and the world, everything in it is passing away. 
under condemnation. So God wants you to know this. You've got to have clarity about this. Who are you and where are you? These are essential, critical questions. He wants you to know this so that if you are perishing, if you're in that domain of darkness, you'll come to that place of turning to him, calling out for him. Now, those of us who have come out of that are now in the kingdom of Christ. What does that look like? Well, this kingdom, this domain, this power structure is ruled by Jesus, that good king, king of kings and lord of lords. People have uh, been saved into this power structure. We, we are learning to worship and serve the creator instead of created things. We have turned away from sin. And we're, we're trying to stay out of it, trying to take it off. And we're giving ourselves more and more to God. We've recognized that Jesus is king. And we're learning to submit our lives to him, all those different areas of our lives to him, to his goodness, to his authority. We seek to honor him more and more with our lives, our words, our actions. We're in that process. We've been chosen by God. God chose you. You didn't choose him. He chose you. When you're in that dominion of darkness, when you're stuck, when you're perishing, God, because of his great love for you, called you, chose you, and said, come out, follow me. This kingdom is not perishing. It's not fading away. This kingdom of Christ, it will stand forever. So if you're in it, you will stand forever. Who are you? Where are you? What power structure are you in? Big fundamental questions. Get them situated. If you're unsure, talk to us this week. All right, next question. So these are the questions. If you are disoriented, if you wake up in a hospital, you have amnesia, these are three things you need to know. Who are you? Where are you? And what time is it? Like, wh what time is this? All right, now we've, we've been touching on it already as we go, but let's make it clear. This is the time, this is the age, this is the time when God is calling all people everywhere out of that darkness and into the light, out of death, into life. That's what God is doing. That is the time. He refers to it as the last days. The end of the ages, that's where we are in the scheme of things. So first fill, first fill, and this is what God is doing in the world. This is his work in the world. He's calling all people, right now this is a, his agenda, his major work in the world. He's calling all people everywhere to repent and believe, to turn away from darkness, to come into the light. To turn away from sin and death, which is its wages, and to come into obedience to Christ trusting relationship with him, learning to follow him and obey him and let him lead you into life. Repent and believe. Believe what Jesus has said. Believe what he's done. Trust his words. Build your life on that solid rock. That's what he's doing in the world. And he's going to keep doing this. He's going to keep doing this. This age that we're in began with Jesus' death and resurrection because his death and resurrection did something. It bound the strong man, the ruler of that domain of darkness. It bound him. And right now, because he's bound by Jesus' death and resurrection, God is plundering, plundering the domain of darkness. 
He's plundering. He's pulling people out. He's robbing the domain of darkness. He's plundering it and populating the kingdom of Christ. That's where we are. That's when we are. That's God's big work in the world. God is calling, rescuing people out of death and into life. And this age that we're in will continue until what? Jesus returns. Jesus returns. The number is full. And Jesus returns. Still future to us. When is that happening? Anybody? We don't know. It's going to come like a thief in the night, man. Unexpected. So be ready. Live ready. All right? It's good to know what time it is. All right? This is the work that God's doing in the world. The same God who is in you is doing this work. The same God who is in you now, if you're in Christ, is doing this in the world. The same God that you now follow as Lord is doing this in the world. This is his agenda. This is his purpose. This is his mission. So, if you're a child of God, if you're in the kingdom of God, then you are, by nature now, part of this work. Not only a recipient, but there's no watchers. There's no looky-loos. We're spectators. We're on the team. We're part of this work. When God saved you, he saved you from sin, from the dominion of darkness. He also saved you into this greater work, into this greater mission, into this greater purpose. What time is it? It's time to get in this work, to get involved, to get engaged, to be aware, have clarity about who you are, where you are, and what time it is, and to get in the game. And it's, it's a gift. It's a gift. Our king has given you, me, all people who are in his kingdom a greater purpose and mission. It's a purpose greater than being comfortable, being popular, being liked, looking good, eating healthy, whatever that other pursuit might be. This is a higher purpose. This is a greater purpose. God's called you into a greater purpose than just having fun. All those things are great, but in their proper place. Don't forget the bigger purpose, the higher vision, the higher mission that you've been called into because you're a child of God. The king wants you in. So how does this work? How do you get in? How, how's God doing this? And what is your role in this work? Because you have a role. If you're in the kingdom of God, you have a role. You're part of it. All right, back to this key verse. You'll, some of us will remember it from family camp. 2 Corinthians 5, 19 through 21. Listen, he's speaking to those who are in him, in his kingdom. All of us. Listen, verse 19. He has committed to us, to you and me. To us, the message, a message, the message of reconciliation. He's given us a message that reconciles people to God and to one another. Okay, he's given us this message. He's committed it to you and me. How did you hear about the message? What is the message, first of all? Give me another word for that. The gospel. Yeah, the good news message about Jesus, who he is, what he's done. All right? He's given you the message. How did you hear about the message? Did Jesus appear to you in a floating orb and shoo, zap you with it? 
I mean, maybe. If that's true, I want to hear that story. How did you hear it? From a friend who's in Christ, right? From someone who had that message committed to them. They shared it with you. That's how you heard it. If you follow back, you heard it from somebody. And if you follow it back through 2,000 years of history, each of those person, people heard it from somebody else who was in the kingdom of God. That's how this thing is going out. Verse 20, listen to what he says. We are, therefore, you, me, brothers and sisters, not just a special elite group, you and me, brothers and sisters, we are, therefore, now Christ's ambassadors. Ambassadors, envoys, delegates, sent ones, ambassadors. God making his appeal through us, through you, through me, through all of us. And then he does it. He says, we implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. We implore you. We urge you. Don't neglect this time, this window. How, how long is this window open? Do you know? I don't know, but it's closing. Our time is limited. We implore you, if you're not already, please be reconciled to God. Today is the day. Don't delay. You don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. Don't put that away. Oh, I'll do that later when I'm retired. I've got some more time to look into it. No, you don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. I don't know. What's your role in the work that God is doing in the world? Next fill in. Your role. Own it. Own it. Ambassador of Christ. That's who you are. That's who you are. If you're in Christ, you are an ambassador of Christ, entrusted with the good news message of God that reconciles people to God. That's your role. Let's get, let's get name tags. Let's get, I don't know, hats. What's part of this role? What's this job about? What's the job description you're asking? Okay, what does this entail, Wayne? Before I, before I own this, what is the job description? That's always a good question to ask when somebody asks, tells you you got a job or a role. All right, so let's look at that. Well, let me just ask you first, just for some thoughts. What, what would be on this job description? Ambassador of Christ. So this is why I want you closer so I can hear you, but... So you got you to yell it out. What is it? Someone to pray? Yeah. Someone who prays, who's ready to pray. Yeah. Praying means I'm coming alongside you and we're conversing with God together. Yes, that can be super powerful. Sometimes it's just, hey, would you pray for me? Yeah, I'll see you later and I'll pray on the way. Even better, here's a challenge. Go in and say, hey, can we pray right now? What else? Help the loss. Yeah, go to the lost. Yes, this is the time for it. He has sent you. He sent me. He's sending people to you. Think of the people around you, your work, your schools. You, you're an ambassador of Christ. Do they know it? Do they have any clue? What else? Discipleship, yes, we're going to look at that real closely, more detailed in a moment. Yes, put a pin on that one. 
Anything else? Ambassador of Christ. What's that? Yeah, man, shine. Shine some goodness. Yeah, be a loving person. That's one of the things as a disciple we're called to do is to love each other, to grow in that. Less about me, more about, oh, oh, there's someone else here. How are you? Is there anything I can do for you? Serving, loving, blessing others. Yeah, you mentioned serving, right? Yeah, that's what a, an effective ambassador of Christ looks like. We're going to spend time in that in the next several weeks. What is an effective ambassador of Christ? So let's, we're going to nail this, this job description, though. We've got to have clarity on this. So we're going to go to, uh, let's just see what Jesus says about it. So it's a good idea. Matthew 28, uh, this is Jesus speaking to his disciples, okay, to you and me, people in Christ. After his resurrection, that's when it is, it's during those 40 days where Jesus appeared to, man, over 500 people over that 40-day period, giving many convincing proofs that he's alive. Showing them, yeah, this is real. This has happened. And during one of those appearances in Galilee, he said this, verse 18. Jesus came to them and said, listen, big news after my death and resurrection. All authority, all authority, power, all authority in heaven and on earth, that covers everything, has been given to me. Has been given to me. After his death and resurrection, something happened. I touched it on already. Let's, let's get this a little bit more clear. I think this is interesting. What happened? What is he talking about? Why now all authority in heaven and earth belongs to him? What changed? Colossians 2. Listen to this. When you, my friends, were dead in your sins, when you were in that sin category, when you were dead in your sins in that domain of darkness, and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, which is a weird thing to say, but it's just basically saying when you were a Gentile, detached from the people of God, outside of the covenants, uh, without God, without hope in the world. Okay? When you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, God did something. God made you alive with Christ. God did that. He forgave us. He forgave you all your sins, past, present, future. He forgave them. How'd that work? Verse 14 having canceled the charge of your legal indebtedness because of your sin, your sin debt. You hear that? He canceled it. Canceled, erased, removed. How did he do that? It's, well, first of all, it stood against you and it condemned you. It had authority over you. This is why you were in the domain of darkness. This is why the evil one had authority over you because of your sin. He pointed to your sin, and he was right. That gave him authority over you. You were condemned because of your sin. But he forgave us all our sins, having canceled the charge of your legal indebtedness, which stood against you and condemned you. How did he do this? Well, he took it out of the way. He is taking it away, nailing it to the cross. You hear it? He bore it in his body on the cross. He absorbed the punishment. Your debt is canceled. You are free, brothers and sisters. You are redeemed. You are made new. That is finished. That job's complete. You couldn't do it for yourself. You couldn't do it. You, your good behavior can't do it. He had to do it. All we do is say, yes, I trust that. Thank you, Jesus. I receive that. And it did something. Verse 15, and having disarmed the powers and authorities, that's the dominion of darkness. 
He made a spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. If you've turned to Jesus and received his payment for your sins, then the authority over the authority of the evil one over you because of your sin is broken. You see that? You're freed. You've been released from the kingdom of darkness, the dominion of darkness. The strong man in your life is bound. The strong man being the evil one. You are freed, redeemed to walk with God, fully reconciled to God. As Jesus said it, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. All authority. The, the, the enemy had some authority over your life, but now it's broken. He has all authority now. Therefore, now here's the job. Here's the purpose. Here's the, here's the mission. Therefore, go, brothers and sisters, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, teaching them to come under my good rule and reign. And surely, certainly, without doubt, I am with you till the very end of the age, his return. He's with you in this age, this time. That's what time it is. This means, listen, your role, your job, our mission, our purpose together, sons and daughters, is this. Next fill in. Here's, here's the fuller job description. You fill this in your bulletin. Make disciples. That's our job. That's the time. To make disciples. Okay, what is that? What is a disciple? Well, he tells us. It's those who have repented, turned away from sin, Turn away from doing life on our own. Turn, life, turn away from living apart from God. Repent it and believe the gospel that we just heard. And been baptized. That's like one of those first steps of obedience. And are learning to trust and obey everything he commands. Not just the stuff we like, not just the easy stuff. Everything he commands. That's your job. That's our job together. Your job, my job, is to implore people to be reconciled to God, to make disciples, to help people at work, at school, all around us do something. And here's another way to look at it. Here is a, here's a movement, because we don't go from zero to 60 like that. It, it takes time. This is a process. So here's a picture of this. It's, it's the alert. This is big. Yes. All right, so uh, look at this next screen here. So we're helping people, you ambassadors of Christ, we are helping people uh, move from this place. I'm not interested in God. No thanks. Not interested. I'm busy. I got my own thing going. I'm not interested in God. Helping them move from there to, hey, okay, I'm exploring God. God, big G, you know, vague and squishy and then we help them know that that God out there that maybe you cry out to you when things are really bad has a name, has a face. This God has displayed himself in Christ. So we help them move to this place of I'm exploring Jesus. Who is he? What did he say? What did he claim to do? What does he offer? And we help people move from that to this place of I received Jesus' forgiveness. I've received what he's done for me. I understand it. I need it, I, I want to receive it, and I'm learning to follow him as Lord. Man, I've been Lord of my own life for a while. It's not working out so great. 
I'm going to give this to you, Jesus, and let you lead. And then many of us are in this stage trying to, you know, grow from where my relationship with Jesus somewhat influences my life to where it regularly influences my life. And then here's the target at the center of the bullseye. I seek to trust and obey Jesus in everything I do. I'm not going to say, no, you can't have that room. No, you can't have that area. No, I'm going to turn it over because I know you've shown me you're good. And I want to grow in that. That's what we're doing together. That's the work that we've been called into. Now, maybe you're thinking, hold on, I'm, just, I'm really just here to watch. Can I just watch? Yes, you can, you can watch. But if you're called to Jesus, God has called you in. God has called you in. And if you've been reconciled to God, you're in, man. You've got a role. Maybe you're, not, maybe you're kind of just slacking. I don't know. Maybe you're fully in. You know. God and you know. And someone may be saying here, but wait a minute. I'm not qualified. I'm not, I don't meet the qualifications. Come on. So before we go further, what are the qualifications for this job? What's required? Here are the qualifications required. Number one, we already said it, be a disciple. Be a disciple. One who's repented and believed, been baptized, and starting to learn to trust and obey God. If you're a disciple, you're qualified. That's it. Simple, short list. He qualified you. He brought you in. Now be a disciple. That qualifies you. All right? And here's the deal. Well, how does that qualify me? Well, here, you have Jesus now with you, in you. That's what qualifies you. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Christ. He is in you, wherever you go. You're not just a deputized ambassador. Good luck. Go out there. Hope that works out. No, the King is with you, in you, wherever you go. You bring his presence, whether you remember or not, whether you know it or not. You bring his presence wherever you are, wherever you go. So now let's be conscious of that. Let's have clarity about it. And let's be intentional about shining Christ, about being ambassadors. Let's grow in that together. Okay, what's, what might be a specific next step for you? What, what, what do I do, okay? I think you're right. I think, yeah, God's saying I'm an ambassador of Christ. I'm qualified. And I feel qualified, but Jesus is in me, so I'm qualified. All right. Um, let's back up a step. Let's make sure you, you there's a little checkbox list here in your bulletin. I like checkboxes. Get to do something with them. Number one, repent and believe the gospel. Have you done that? Have you done that? Now, what I'm talking about there is the one time you have done that clearly. Okay? You, you gotta be you have to have clarity about what that means, and you've done that. Okay? If you've done that, then you're in. Maybe you're not a very good ambassador of Christ. Maybe you've just been, you know, you've been busy with other things. Sleeping on the job. I don't know. But first step, whatever, wherever you are, is you gotta repent and believe the gospel. All right? Have you done that? Let's go through it. To make sure, because the rest can't happen until you take this first step. So you're ready? I want you to at least know what it is. Maybe you're not ready to take this, 
but at least know what it is. This is what it looks like. Thank you to Ving for this. Here's the prayer out loud. It's in your bulletin. It's up here. Number one, repent. Here it is. Let's say it aloud together just so you know what we're talking about here. Here it is. God, you know all my sins, all my failures to love, all the, you know, you know all my sins. I have sinned against you. Your sin, it's, it dishonors God, okay? It's, it's a sin against God. I have sinned against you, and therefore I need your forgiveness. I'm sorry for all my sins, and I turn away from them. That's a big one. That's repentance. I turn away from them. I want, I'm done with them. I see they lead to death. I want to get out of that way of living. I turn away from them, and I want to do now what is right in your sight and live according to your ways. That's what it means to repent. Now, that's real for you. Check it off. If you're stuck on one of those parts, you're like, wait, I don't get that. I don't believe that. Talk to me. Talk to somebody here. Talk to Ving. Talk to one of the leaders here. Don't pass this time by. You know, maybe you're at 75%. That's, that's pretty good. Maybe you're at 100%. Where are you with that? That's what it means to repent. All right. Next step. Believe. Number two, let's, let's read, let's pray this together, let's say this together. Jesus, now our attention's focused on him. Thank you for loving me enough to die for my sins on the cross. I believe that you are the sinless son of God who died and rose from the dead on the third day. I believe that you are offering me eternal life. That's what it looks like to believe. If you believe that, check it off. If you're unsure, circle the bit you're stuck on. Let's talk about it. Next, let's read this together so we have clarity. Or pray it with me. Jesus, I invite you now into my life. Please come into my heart. I open the door of my heart to you. Please come into my heart and be my Lord God and Savior. Not just Savior, but Lord. I trust my life into your hands. That's surrender, right? Rule over me and lead my life. He's not going to force you. That's got to be a willing, voluntary thing. Rule over me, Jesus. Lead my life. Please make me into the kind of person that you want me to be. That's how you repent and believe. That's how you receive Jesus. That's the first big step. Let's process it together if you're not there yet. You don't have to sort this out on your own. All right? You got a bunch of ambassadors around you. Okay, now if, if you have received that, check that box, and then what's the next step? What did Jesus say? Well, he said, go and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's the next checkbox, baptism. That is a very clear, concrete, unmistakable step of obedience. We just said, I want you to be Lord of my life. Well, he says, be baptized. 
Have you done that? Have you been baptized? If you have questions about that, go on the website, opentablechurch.com slash baptism. Talk to me. Mark your connection card. Let's get on that. Let's talk about that. Let's explore that. You have questions about it? You know, it's, it's, for some, it's very unusual. We've never seen that before. What's that about? Let's talk. That's the next step, baptism. If you've been baptized, check that box. What's, what's the next step for you? Sundays, right here. Ooh, you can check that one. Nice. Because this is what happens when, when Jesus calls you to himself, when he puts his life in you, he calls you, he draws you by his spirit into a body of other believers, brothers and sisters, ambassadors of Christ. He pulls us together in these little embassies, these little field offices, all right, because we need each other. This is where we learn to love one another because he pulls all kinds of people together, very different, different preferences, backgrounds, experiences, et cetera, et cetera. He says, now I want you to love each other like I've loved you. Learn how to do that here. And enjoy that. Like, that's, that's a blessing. And we each have different gifts. Some of us are good ambassadors at that. Some are good at, with this other skills. We need each other. We build each other up in this body by being together. We do that on Sundays. This is our big main gathering. And if, you know, sometimes you don't feel like coming, think about it this way. This is a switch that we need to make is I'm not here to just receive. I'm here to bless. I'm here to serve. I'm here to help others. You have a role. There's so many places we go, we're just participants. This is the living body of Christ. We're called to build each other up, equip each other when we come together. All right, that's Sundays. Serve each other. Give. Give of yourself. Give financially, man. Are you invested? This is a big one. Jesus talks a lot about your treasures. Where your treasure is, there your heart is also. Are you investing in the, the work that God is doing in the world? It takes money. There's expenses. Are you invested? Sunday, serve, give. If that's you, check that box. If you're not sure you're stuck on that, again, let's talk. Let's talk. All right, next step is small groups. You hear us talking about them a lot. Why do we talk so much about this? What's the big deal about small groups? Well, it's where you get to actually be closer in a small group so that people know you and they can pray with you. They can hear what's going on. You can be more vulnerable. You can be more transparent. You can come into the light with one another. You can receive forgiveness. You can, you can be blessed. You can, we need that. We need to be in God's word together during the week. We do that during small groups. And we've got a bunch of them for you. We've got two new ones starting up this week. We've got a mom's group starting up on Wednesdays. You can talk to Natalie. We got uh, this group called Freedom in Christ. This time it's just for women, but it's, man, this is a great way for you in Christ. If you have questions about that, you think God might be calling you into that, talk to Sharon today. There's other groups. There's mixed groups, men's and, men and women together, Bible studies. We've got a bunch of groups for you. You've got four different men's groups. Go to the small group page and get in a group. And if you say, yeah, I would, but I got... Just what's more important? You got to shuffle life. What's more? What What's your big job? What time is it? This is a time when God's doing something big. You're part of it. Let's get in. Small groups. All right. If you're there, check that box. If not, you have questions. Talk to us. All right. Next one. Voting membership. You've been here a while. You're connected. You're 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 in. 
This is another thing we offer people. It's called voting membership. For teaching roles, leadership roles, we require people to be voting members or to meet the qualifications of a voting member. It's, um, it's like a way of more formally, more intentionally committing to one another and the purposes that God has called us to at OTC. If you have questions about that, talk to me. And you get a say in what we're doing, a little bit more of a decision role in that. Now, this is the last one. This is the, for those who, you know, you've been a Christian for a while. Maybe you're feeling a little stagnant. Maybe you're a little bit, this is what I see that happens, is people who've been Christians for a while, they either start to wander or they get stagnant because God has called them to do something, to lead, scary word, to lead, which means take responsibility, to step out, to risk, and they're like, ah, I don't want to do that. It's a, it's a sacrifice. Maybe I'm not going to be good at it. Maybe it won't work. If God's calling you to lead, stop hesitating. Get in there. We need you to lead that thing. The kingdom of God needs you to lead that thing. And it'll be good for you. It'll stretch you for sure. But Jesus is with you in that. Maybe God's calling you to lead. If so, talk to us. That's how small groups start. That's how family camp happen. That's how new ministries get going. So let's talk. All right, that was a lot. Hopefully you have a clear takeaway from today. What is Jesus calling you to do? Maybe you're uncomfortable with it. Yeah, it's scary. God's, God's going to change you for the better. You just got to trust him, lean into that. So I'm going to pray for us, then we're, gonna go, we're going to move into communion because that's where it all began. And that's a way for us to commit to walk out the thing that Jesus has called us to do this morning. Lord, thank you for this time together. Thank you for calling us into life, real life, deep life, meaningful life, life filled with your spirit, your joy, your, your power, God. Thank you, Lord. Help us not, not miss it. Help us not shrink back from it, Lord. Empower us, enable us, help us overcome our fears, our doubts, our, help us overcome and, and come in to what you have for us. Help us not miss it, Jesus. Forgive us for the ways we've just not trusted you and we've been resistant, Lord. Forgive us. We turn away from that and now we want to follow you. Help us, Lord, this week. Thank you, Lord. And Lord, we thank you for the, the mighty, powerful, loving work that you did for us on the cross that makes us all possible, that canceled our sin debt. On the night before Jesus went to the cross for you, for me, he was with his followers, those, that first group. The 12 and then one bailed, so the 11 was with them. He took bread that they, they were eating together. He broke it. Actually, he, he gave thanks for it first. He, he thanked the Lord for it. He broke it, and he gave it to his disciples. He said, take and eat. This is my body given for you. 
Let's receive that sacrifice. We thank you, Jesus. Then he took the cup. He gave thanks for it. He offered it to them. He said, take and drink, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, my solemn, unbreakable commitment to you. It's also for the forgiveness of sins. Receive this, drink this, all of you. We thank you for your sacrifice, Jesus. It reconciled us to the life of God, we, to yourself. We, man, we thank you, Lord. We love you. We thank you for the work you're doing. We're thankful that you're going to bring this to completion. And, man, we look forward to the day when we see you face to face, Lord, in all your glory. Amen.